You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning, listeners. Good morning to all. It's a wonderful cloudy day. <laughs> it's it's a little overcast. I think winter is coming. Yesterday it was 70 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's close to that now. Today is October, or October, November the 12th, 2022. I should start adding the year because, you know, once we get into yeah. year 10 of doing this, <laughs> if we're <That's laughs> still right. here. Um, if you will turn me up a little bit. Um, November the 12th, uh, yesterday was 70 degrees and beautiful. A little breezy. It was like being in Florida. And then today it's started out at 62 and now it's going to be 47. Oh, you didn't get rain in Morgantown yesterday? Oh, yeah. We got rain all yeah, day. We got, so. we got pounded. But we got a lot of sales yesterday. Really? So sales have been a little bit slow. I think people are just kind of treading on, you know, wanting to make sure that everything's good and everything's right and and worried about the economy a little bit and gas prices and all the different things. But it seems to be over the past week or so that uh, – uh, it, things are better and people have a little bit of a renewed confidence in the collector car market and that the fact that they can survive with whatever the prices of things are nowadays. And uh, so we've been doing great. Um, Do you yes, think we benefit when, when a big auction is on the air like Meekum this I week? I sure think so. I think so too. Cause I start thinking about, Hey, I can, I can, I need one of those. January is a good month for us. And because of the big auctions uh-huh. that are always out in uh, Scottsdale, Scottsdale mm-hmm. during the, the couple of, or a week and 10 day or so period, uh, every Every January and Monterey to to some effect is good for us. It's in August, but it seems to be that in August with Monterey, uh, everybody's kind of already bought the car that they want mm-hmm. from a retail standpoint, not necessarily from an auction standpoint. Listen, the the offerings that they have at those auctions, you know, they draw everybody. Yeah. I mean, because they have a they have something just about for everybody, and then they have the high end stuff that's the uber collectible that there's one on one or you know. The, there's, you know, unobtainium stuff. Well, I was watching Meekum last night, Friday, a uh, Friday night, and uh, nearly every car that came across the block we have, right, in some form <laughs> or another. I was like, oh yeah, we got one of those. <laughs> we got one of those. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Well, I think that uh, uh, Meekum's uh, head of their finance department, Lee Giannone, who was here with us, said it seems like a Meekum auction when I walk in the door here <laughs> because it's similar to what they yeah, have. You know, we're not. Is. We don't have all high-end stuff like some of the high-end auctions, RM and Gooding and, mm-hmm. and those guys who are, you know, high-end auction stuff, mostly probably average sale prices north of $250,000. Right. Average sale price, you know, think about that. That's I mean, not our, uh, what? No, Ballywick. Ballywick. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, we have cars Sweet like spot. this and we do a lot of cars and we sell mm-hmm. a lot of cars in that price point. But I think that, uh, you know, our bread and butter is 35 to $55,000 mm-hmm. cars and we sell cars for less expensive and we sell cars for more. Speaking of selling cars. Yeah. Wonder where we sold cars this week. Where to? Well, how about Marcellus, Michigan, Las Vegas, Nevada, Plymouth, Michigan, Ewing, New Jersey, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Hughesville, Maryland, Edgewater, Florida, Spring, Texas, Davidsonville, Maryland, Rialto, California, Ashley Falls, Maine, Sykesville, Maryland, Austin, Texas, and Denver, Colorado. 
And our least expensive car was seventy five hundred dollars. Hmm. Our most expensive car was sixty thousand okay. something, sixty and I don't mm-hmm. remember how much. But uh, so you know, sixty five thousand, I think it was. So, I mean, it's kind of all over the spectrum of of the price points, and that's the beauty. Our, our website we have eight hundred and thirty seven cars in inventory, and. We still have about 50 of those to be mm-hmm. launched on our website. So we're 700 plus on our website. So you can usually find something that you like. There. So what you're seeing now is you're loading, you're loading photographs, something you said you hate to yeah. do. You're loading photographs before the descriptions are because we have such a, a, a backlog. Yeah. Right now. I, right now with, we're loading the pictures. The, you know, the, the good news is, is that every car that comes in, uh, once the pictures are taken and is put on the lift and the undercarriage uh, checked out, it goes on the floor for available for sale even if the description's not written. Mm-hmm. Then uh we have been putting them now with description coming soon on the website just so people, you know, you get guys who are interested and our guys can answer questions about the car. We just haven't gotten the, you know, the the fluffy write up that we do that we like to do on every car, but at least it's out there on the market if somebody's looking for one, they'll at least give ours a shot. If they find two or three that they're looking for across the country, at least ours is in the mix. And and if it wasn't on there, then it wouldn't be. So we hate that we get behind, but mm-hmm. I mean, it just when you take in forty five, fifty cars in a week, <laughs> yeah, they were lined up the other day. Right? <laughs> that was I'll crazy. Yep. I think one day last week we took in eleven, twelve mm-hmm. cars. I think which is that's a lot to process. And you know we're we're quite full in the building as well too. Yes, because so. <laughs> yes, three hundred and thirty six thousand square feet just not enough. Just quite. Not enough, you know, and it's and that's so funny. And I've said this, and I probably said mm-hmm. it on the show. And if I have, so be it. But yep. um, for, I for new listeners, partner, yeah, for new listeners, I told my partner the first week I was here. Oh, it'd be funny when we have to come to you and say we have to add on to the building. And he looked at me like I was from Mars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, we are as busy as we've ever been. Of course, we've, we've broadened our scope for consignments. We're out doing these events further from home mm-hmm. and it's paying off and we're seeing more cars come in from further distance and larger collections. And then word of mouth, of course, uh, people that have had a positive experience here with us that uh, sold a car and, or sold n- numerous cars. I mean, we have clients that we've sold 50 60 cars for since we started so and our five-year anniversary is january 1st wow gosh that's only less than two months away Mm -hmm. yeah so uh hard to believe we made it through a pandemic we made it through uh a recession i guess if you want to call it what we're having well we're in the middle of it. <laughs> we're in the middle of something. We'll get through it. Yeah. We're still we're, selling cars. We're still selling thing. cars. Well, here's the interesting thing is, is that for somehow, some way, you look at all the auctions, their business is booming right now. Mm-hmm. The, the classic car hobby seems to be, God, if I'm going to jinx it by saying this, somewhat recession proof. Mm-hmm. Somebody's always buying. Right. Whether it's everybody or whether it's more of the high end guys or somebody's always buying. And we always say here, if we're not selling, as long as we're taking in consignments, then we're happy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, if both were gone, then we're in trouble. Right. You know, and it was, we were laughing the other day and we said, you know, such a good problem to have to be as full as we are because the opposite would be to have a hundred cars in this big building and going, hmm, what are we going <laughs> to do? Your yeah. And rule of thumb, speaking of thumbs, uh, <laughs> is, uh, you sell about 10% of your inventory, but we seem to be doing better than that. Mm-hmm. However, when, when it gets slow, or slower like it's been, uh, 10% is where we start falling. And of course, then we feel like we're, we're underperforming when we're doing exactly what we planned on doing all along. Right. <laughs> so. And it's, and you still tell consigners that look, it could sell in a week. 
Or it, there's still that – yeah. there's no guarantee that no. it's going to be say, be sitting here for six months. It could, it, it could very well sell. It could very well sell, but sometimes the right person is there. I mean, we sold last week we sold two cars that came in last week. Huh. Hadn't barely gotten them in the building. and uh, mm-hmm. But we knew a guy who was looking for mm-hmm. a particular thing. We called and gave him a brief synopsis of what it was. And, uh, you know, he said, oh, oh, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Let me put a deposit on it. He came down, looked at it, loved it, bought it, was happy. So two cars in the, in the first week. And then we have cars that have been here longer. I mean, right. had cars here for over a year. That brings up a good topic. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it earlier off air is that if somebody's looking for a specific car and wants to be right. uh, notified. Yeah. And there's something on the website that's not quite working right, but we yeah. can't. But our car specialists keep a list of people looking for a Looking for car. certain things. Mm-hmm. And when they see it come in, they give them a call. Right. So if you've got something specific specific you're looking for because it might be here for a couple of weeks before it goes on our website and you know if we know that you're interested we certainly would pick up the phone and call you and tell you hey by the way this car is available and if you're Mm -hmm. interested come look at it before it get it before it gets on the website before it gets gone Mm -hmm. Uh, because i can tell you that that Although I am sort of good at it, my guys are really good at pointing out the cars that they think they're going to sell mm-hmm. quickly. And and usually they're right. Every once in a while we miss it. And the reason we miss it is not because it isn't priced right or it mm-hmm. isn't whatever. They just haven't found the right person. Right. You know, you'd be surprised when you advertise everywhere in the world like we do. That the guy ten miles from here goes. Well, I didn't know you were here. <laughs> it's true. like, oh, pain me, my that, my bleeding heart. That is true. You know, and that happens all the time. I get people. I run into people. We met a guy down in Tennessee, who's from Reading, who has a collection of cars, wow. who's going to consign them with us and sell them to us. Never heard of us. Uh, Reading is like what twenty minutes <laughs> yeah. from here. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, all the advertising in the world sometimes it doesn't get every single person, or they just don't see it, or. They don't quite realize who we are and what we are. Mm-hmm. You know, even with our five year anniversary coming up, mm-hmm. we're still kind of the new kids on the block. We're not, we're not, you know, we haven't been here 25 years right. like some of these dealers and, uh, classic car dealers. And, and, uh, so we still have a ways to go before we're not the new kids on the block, but we certainly have come on strong and, uh, our sales, you know, are reflecting that and our consignments are certainly reflecting that. We'll, we'll consign, uh, north of 1200 cars this year. Wow. Yeah. And we'll sell Probably somewhere between nine hundred and a thousand will sell for the year, and you know, in my wildest dreams, I never thought we would do that. I thought if we could sell one a day, we sell three hundred sixty-five cars in a year. Well, you know, put a fork in me, I'm done. You know, right? I wonder how much, uh, how many people end up in West Virginia looking for more. No, it's one of those things. (laughs) Morgantown, Morgantown, Pennsylvania. New kids on the block. I always have to explain to people, and I put it in all the social media that was Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Well, because people just assume Morgantown, West Virginia, which is much, which is more famous right now. Right, but I've had truckers call me and say, "Hey, I'm I'm here in Morgantown, and there is no 6180 Morgantown Road." And right. yes, there is. So anyway, um, some of the new inventory, so much we got in, it'll be hard to cover it all, um, especially because you have about a minute before we go to break. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Well, I'm not going to cover the inventory until the second okay. uh, segment. So now we can talk about thanks to the Pat Travers Band of our intro music. Uh, they've been wonderful uh, partners with us and mm-hmm. uh, helped make the show give it a little bit. Of identity and uh, kind of a cool song that we love playing. So yeah, if you check out Pat Travers uh, on tour or go to their website, pattravers.com, I'm assuming, and 
Uh, don't forget our website, ClassicAutoMall.com. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. We send out one once a month, about the 15th of every month, and it's usually about the, very similar to what we're doing here. Uh, has some little humor and, mm-hmm. and some new inventory and some thoughts on either the market or what we're doing and who's going to be our guests on our podcast and who has been and, and, uh, who our car specialists are. And if you see a familiar face or a face that, you know, makes you say, Oh, I'd like to work with that guy. Yeah. Uh, then we have friendly faces. <laughs> yes. We're very friendly faced. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you get a chance, then uh, check out the website. Uh, the inventory's on there. If it's not on there, uh, it will be shortly and, uh, we'll be back. In just a couple of minutes. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre and post war era cars of distinction, including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans, too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free, just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studios in Morgantown, West Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania. We are west of Philadelphia. We are west of Philadelphia, and we're east of Hershey and Carlisle, right on the turnpike, just south of Reading. North was, of Honeybrook. I was thinking of a new segment idea. <laughs> yes. Tell me what you think, because yes. I drive here from Philly every yes. every Saturday. Yes. A cool car report. Uh, what you saw cool on the car. way in. It's usually nothing. Right. But today. <laughs> well, no, but uh, here's the thing. You have to pick the coolest thing you see. Yeah, yeah. No right. matter what right. that is. If it's a Mini if Cooper, it's a, a Mini Cooper yep. or a Previa <laughs> or a hopped up Prius. <laughs> well, there was a. What'd Kia going about 100 miles an hour tailgating everybody. I'm about uh, to call the state troopers, but I don't want to be that guy, yeah. but it is yeah. da- I've, dangerous. I've watched too many brake check videos on Facebook <laughs> where the guy, where the guy in the semi brake check gets mm-hmm. brake checked and he doesn't slow down. And then one guy went around today and I have a, a dash cam. Right, so if right. anybody needs evidence, this guy was tailgating on the, in the left lane and the guy in the left lane was probably not going fast enough. Yeah. And he went around him, but he didn't go all the way in the right lane. He kind of stayed, he kind of straddled the right. Line, like he was, Proven a point. Pulled in front of him and then flipped him off. 
out of his window. I'm like, dude, what is the, what's the hurry? Well, but here's the thing too. No matter how fast you're going, you don't belong in the left-hand lane unless you're passing somebody. That's and that tr- that's in right. Germany, as we've talked about, that's right. It's a very important law. Yeah. However, but it, it, because the problem is, is that it makes people do what your guy mm-hmm. did today. It makes people go, road I'm going to show him, you know, <laughs> road, and, rage. road rage, and I'm going to show him. And I'm gonna, I mean, I've seen people, they come so close to cutting people off that you just, it's just like watching NASCAR. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's yeah. going to get tagged. That's what I, that's what it was like. And, and it's going to turn, and then there's only two lanes on the turnpike. And so. So cool cars today were, uh, some mid sixties Ford LTD, kind of a beater out of Fort Washington. Right. Black with a white top. Something, it looked like something out of blues, the blues. The right. Right. Uh, but it was cool, you know, and it was on the 309 going 70 miles an hour. The so. big giant speaker on top of it or no? No, but it had like, um, uh, hidden headlights, like almost like a 68 charger. Well, that would have been a Mercury, right? Wasn't oh, was it a Mercury? It might have been a Mercury, like the. It said LTD on the back, so. Well, that, I mean. Uh, I don't know, but it, yeah. but it, it was a cool front end. Yeah. I was really impressed with that. And then I saw, uh, cause I've been thinking about them lately, cause you never see them on the road. <laughs> there, there's one. one, a Porsche Panamera. Oh yeah. Which I, I'm starting to think, cause apparently they're a pretty good deal if you can find one, an yeah. older one that's, uh, they're great cars, although they're just kind of odd duck looking. Odd, they are yeah, odd Yeah, they're very elongated egg-ish. Yeah, and the yeah. taillights are way higher than a 911 would be. So right, right. So I can recognize it from right. the back. But I, I like them. This was a four, so it was all-wheel drive, which would be very cool. Yeah. And Yeah, so those are the two cars from uh, the Turnpike today. <laughs> so uh, spotted on the Turnpike by Steve yeah. uh, every westbound. Saturday morning, westbound on the Turnpike. Right. So if you got something cool <laughs> but between 9 and 10, a.m. on Saturdays. Eight, be, between 8.30 and 9.30. Yeah, be on the turnpike <laughs> heading east or west, somewhere between exit 298 yeah, and 336 I don't know. I or the something. signs. I don't know the numbers. <laughs> There's a road that we grew up with. It's a hill connecting two roads, and I bet everybody that I grew up with named that road. We've all been on it a gazillion times, and nobody ever knew. Nobody lived on it. Nobody. Right. There, and it actually had a name, but nobody knew it. <laughs> and so you like the road that goes between uh-huh. Lineview Pike and Old Kingston Pike. What's the name of that road? Right. People just blank. No <laughs> earthly idea what it is. That's and, funny. Yeah. And you've been on it a gazillion times. A gazillion is a word, too. Anyway, new inventory, new inventory that we were going to talk about, the 53 Buick Skylark Convertible. As iconic as they come, that was the Motorama car in 1953. Is that right? Oldsmobile, Buick, and Cadillac all made a special one-off, one-year-only car. Okay. And it's very cool. It's got uh, it sans uh, fender skirts, so it's got a cool open rear wheel look. When And, and when you look at it, you, you – it, you almost expect it to have fender skirts. You think, oh, they must be missing, mm-hmm. but they're not. And it looks cool that way, I think. It's, I like the exposed tire and wheel and, you know, and, and, you know, those big wide white walls you want to see. So this thing got the 322 cubic inch uh, fireball V8. It's majestic white over white and light green interior. And, uh, these things are just big old cool cars. Mm-hmm. Had quite a bit of interest on the car. Uh, I think that we're in the right on the money for it as far as what the the pricing is and uh it's got you know loaded with amenities the power top uh the chrome is amazing it's an older paint job but it's held up very mm-hmm. well and very presentable i mean it's not concour level but it's certainly very it's a better than driver quality oh yeah for sure this is a show car it's, yeah, it has it's, presence it's, yeah the big wire wheels on it, the big wire beautiful you know, car just absolutely amazing and then we got a car in that i always i have a fond spot a soft spot for these a 60 Impala Sport Coupe. Um, 
Really, it's suntan copper over copper. Mm-hmm. It's really an unusual color. Either love it or you hate it. Right. Um, it's uh, there's no. Well, it's okay. Right. People go, oh, that's horrible. Right. And other people go, oh, that's my favorite color I've ever seen on one. So it's kind of like the brown Mercedes syndrome that we talked right, about. Right. 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 The dealers don't want them because it confuses people. Or this burnt orange that GM came out. Well, actually, Volvo S60 came out with yeah. it before everybody else, and people were like, whoa, what color mm. is that? And then then GM did it, and we have a GTO, and that. Sort of no. burnt orange color, and I like it. I, I do too. I actually like it, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, to each his own, and that's what we love about this hobby. <laughs> <laughs> we took in a uh, Firebird. It's not on my list here. That's got. It's actually sold the sold. first day it came in yep. with a GTO late model GTO six liter motor in it, and I, we didn't even know that when it came Is in. We right? thought it was just you know Is probably it blue? A, was it blue. Yeah. Light blue. Yeah, it's a, no, dark blue. Oh, okay. It's a 68 or 69. I think it's a, I'll tell you, it's right here. Right. It's a 68. Okay. And mm-hmm. it is really, really cool. And it was priced right. Mm-hmm. And literally, I, my guys I were fighting over it because they all had guys who said, oh, that's a car that somebody's looking for and so and so's looking for. And right. so, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. they were calling them ahead of time. And, and I got a notice yesterday that it had sold and it just came in. Uh, see, I, that yesterday was Friday. So it came in on Thursday. So, and we had another car that came in uh, that sold equally as fast as well too. So sometimes you just never know. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's a it's a f- it's a fickle business mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, and you think that you got somebody connected and they're going to buy something, and then they it, it's easy to talk themselves out. I was talking to somebody yesterday about the difference between retail classic car sales and auction classic car sales, and the difference is. Is that in an auction, you know you have to make a decision, and you have to make it pretty quick. You don't have a whole lot of time. Mm-hmm. You usually, uh, you know, three minutes it's on the block, and <laughs> you have to make that decision whether you want to buy that right. car and at what price point. And with retail, you don't have a time to talk yourself out of it. And you've already the given point. them your bank information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that you're committed. You're committed, fully committed. <laughs> it's like the the chicken and the hog when it comes to breakfast. You know, the the hog was committed, the chicken just participated. You know, <laughs> uh, he laid an egg, the hog lost right, his right. life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're you're committed when you buy a car from us. You put a deposit down. There may be a period of time before somebody's going to come inspect it. You've got lots of time to talk yourself out of it. Or your wife. Or your wife. (laughs) Talk yourself out of your wife or (laughs) talk yourself out of – or she talks you out of the car for whatever There's there's other influences you're you're dealing with when you think about it. And the other side of the coin is is that you you don't – you get caught up in the moment. You get caught up and it's exciting and you see this car and you've always wanted it and you t- say, and then you realize you don't have the garage space or you don't have this or you don't have that. So I get it. I understand it. However, understand that it takes us just as much time to no sale a car as it does to sell a car. So if you're really right. interested, please let us know. And if you're right. not, you know, just, just keep looking and then let us know when you're ready. You right. mentioned excitement and I think there's like, I know non car guys, they don't get the adrenaline rush. Of finding a car, doing the deal, and the whole yeah. thing. There's, there's such a, it's such a high. It is. It really is. Even if you're in trouble and you're yeah. now you're in debt, and there's just something about that moment that's like it's it, exciting. It is. And you know, it, whether it's at an auction or whether it's finding one on the side of the road or whether it's finding right. one at our place or finding one from a private party. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing less and less from private parties because I think that people realize that it's a lot of work to sell your own car. Number one, and number two, uh, there's a lot of pitfalls uh, in selling your own car. And mm-hmm. you know, the other side of the coin is is that a lot of buyers really prefer buying from a dealer because at least they feel like they've got some kind of recourse. You buy it from a guy on the side of the road and turns out to be whatever it is and it didn't. You sure. know? And and while our cars are as is where is, um, you know, we don't 
we try our best not to materially misrepresent them or tell them anything that's wrong or that we don't know. I mean, what you should find if you read enough of our descriptions on our website is that we're brutally honest about mm-hmm. faults and good and bad about a car. We want you to know everything about the car and we want you to know it up front. And, but do things happen to old cars? Absolutely. And when do they happen? Whenever they want to. Right. <laughs> it's not like, you know, they just, uh, they give some warning sign. Yeah. There's no, there's not always a warning sign. They don't always say, Oh, uh, my, I'm going to be, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Transmission and I'll be going out in a couple of days. You know, it doesn't happen. It's unpredictable. That way. It is. You pull it in your driveway. Everything was fine. Next day you walk out, there's a puddle of, you know, fill in the blank fluid underneath the car and the car won't start or it won't go into gear or it won't turn or it but won't. But the track break. record of classic auto mall is, is real. I mean, a tiny, tiny fraction of a percentage. Yeah. You might get somebody calling call back saying, Hey, this thing, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. But most of the cars, because you represent them honestly, yeah. they know what they're getting. And it's as is, blah, blah. We encourage people to either inspect the car themselves or to have somebody, a professional come and inspect mm-hmm. it. Just to get somebody else's opinion. Because my opinion and your opinion of a car could be completely different. You know, what I think is a number two condition car. And for those of you who don't know, number one, concours level, number five, beater, you know, <laughs> parts car. Right. And, and somewhere in between, most cars are a two or a three. Uh, even if they're the nicest one you ever saw, they're usually a two. Uh, because there's usually some fault that you'll find with it. And most cars are driver quality, which is somewhere between a two and a three. So when we say that, that's what we mean when we talk about quality. When a guy says he's got a perfect car and it's a number one, we're skeptical because there's very few of those out there. And the level that you have to go to to make a car a number one perfect car is usually two or three times what it will sell for, number one. <laughs> and number two, uh, you you do it so well that you don't want to drive it because I've made this car too nice. Right. I spent $40,000 on this paint job. I am not taking it out mm-hmm. anywhere. Right. You know, if there's a one one-thousandth chance of rain, it ain't going out. <laughs> it Or the suede shoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things that, that most people are comfortable with a car that has a few faults. Listen, mm-hmm. just about every car you, you buy, and we've said this over and over and over again, Plan to spend a little bit of money on it, whether it's something you want to customize, whether it's something that you, you know, you feel like is, is maybe could be a little bit better, whether mm-hmm. you like power brakes, uh, whether you'd like air conditioning in your car, because, you know, uh, comfort is important. Safety is important. Radial t- tires versus mm-hmm. bias ply tires, all of that. Um, there's no harm and no foul in making a car safer or more enjoyable to drive. Now, there's a line there that you get to, which becomes resto mods or customs or hot rods, and and that's a whole different uh, story in mm-hmm. itself. So anyway, back to the new inventory, the 60 Impala Sport Coupe. Uh, it's the original 283 uh, Cubic Inch V8. It's a two-speed power glide, houndstooth seating. Mm-hmm. I love that houndstooth. That's I do, so too. Great. I, that's I so cool. Great and then, of course, we got a, an amazing uh, 70 Chevelle LS5 SS454, uh, classic white over red. It's a factory LS5. Car numbers matching 454, 360 horse, um, turbo hydromatic 400. It's got the window sticker and the protecto plate. And then the protecto plate, for those of you who don't know, is an, actually a metal warranty plate that came in the warranty booklet that had your name either put on by one of those di- 
Dymo label makers, right. or it was actually in Boston. Hmm. I don't know which ones did which. I'll have to do a little research on that. But but and they had the name on it of the dealership and where it came from and what its VIN number and what its engine number and all that. So it's a it's a great historical reference to the car. So uh, if you find a car that has that, uh, a make sure that it's real um, and not a you know a, a, a made up a repop. Yeah. Uh, but it's really a, a, a dynamite thing to have, as is the uh, you know original window sticker. Nothing better than having that. And they do make reproductions of those, but y- yes, uh, they do. But uh, and then we got an '86 Ford F250 pickup, black over gray and red. It's got a 526 cubic inch V8 with 516 horsepower. Wow. <laughs> so you know you can pass just about anything you want on the road with it. And then a 2010 AM General Hummer pickup, the real Hummer. Yeah. The man's man Hummer. Military Hummer. Military Hummer. Tan over olive green, of by course, God. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, what else color would it be? Uh, it's got the 6.5 liter turbo diesel, and it's got a total of 740 wow. actual miles. Wow, I did miles. not know that. Yeah. I didn't either. And that's no BS. You know it's a no BS vehicle. They still look like they've been through the desert. <laughs> they <back>. do. Because <laughs> they're desert tan-ish. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, the amazing takes up two parking places. But it's a don't try to go through the drive-thru in one of those. Measure your garage before you purchase it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have a pole so, barn. If you have a pole barn, you ought to be all right as long as you have the RV opening. So when we return, we'll talk about more uh, new inventory that we've got in here at Classic Automall and some other things in the automotive world. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor Show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor Show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor Show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, where to the casino again last night. I can't stay out of that place. <laughs> Friday night's your night. Friday night's the night, so we won't go tonight, though. Well, I say we won't go, but we could go tonight. <laughs> your wife. I'm getting a look. Like, you know we're not going back to the casino. Got to recoup? Do you have to recoup? No, it's just, it's, you know what the fun thing about it is? It's, it, we have had nothing to do in Morgantown for f- almost five years right. that we've lived here. There's just, there's no, there's not a bowling alley. There's not a, like I would go, I don't know, roller skating rink. There's no ice skating rink. Wow. There's no bar. I mean, there's bars. There's plenty uh, of bars. True. There's yeah. bars. And uh, pizza but, places. And there's pizza places. But I mean, there's just not a whole lot of recreational stuff to do. And then we get the casino. And it's like, we could go every night. It's Game fun. On. It's fun. It's exciting. <laughs> it's like being in Vegas. It, it is like you're, the... like you walk in, there's no windows. You don't, <laughs> yeah. you, you could be anywhere. It could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, and I, Monaco. I play that game with myself. Yeah. Although I, they don't have the baccarat table or whatever. Then you walk out and smell the cow manure and you realize, oh, shh, I'm, I'm in Morgantown. <laughs> well, not only the cow manure, you know, it's right over the hill from us what? is the dump. I mean, <laughs> oh, the, is that right? Yeah. The, the land, they call uh, it landfills oh. now. They don't call them dumps right, anymore. Right. I'll probably get a letter for that. From, <laughs> sorry, uh, Lou. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's right over the hill, but oh, you never that. smell it. Isn't that amazing? Well, I it's mean, clean and it's, it burns methane and they I, turn it over I, I, and I cover it up and <laughs> you sound like you know. I've been, been to, I've been to, uh, yeah, I've been to, I've waste. been to the dump. I've been to <laughs> well, landfills. Uh, okay. Well, we'll have to delve into that deeper. Someday. Well, the vehicles they use to climb the mountains of 
trash, trash to turn right, them. It's right. pretty cool. They're yeah. pretty cool. They have like uh, graded uh, or wheels and right. teeth on them. So am I wasting my time with with <laughs> recycling? Are they just throwing it all in the same place? Yeah. They don't. They can't recycle it, everything it's, there. It's People a boondoggle. Yeah. It's just there's too much too much to recycle. Plastic, yeah. Right. And you know there are places. There's a road in Florida that's parallel to um, I-4. Or I-75 going down the the west coast of Florida, down Sarasota, Tampa, that area. There's a two-lane road that's actually a quicker way to go sometimes if there's traffic in the metropolitan areas or the right time of day. And there's like a landfill every Mm. four miles, it Mm. seems like. Mm -hmm. And they're just one after the other. And you can tell they're big, these huge bermed things. You can't see in them, thank God. Right. And uh, they're they're there, and I mean, I don't know what we're gonna. I, what do we? I, the amount of trash that we generate in this country has got to be just. Well, I, I heard that if you put all the humans together, and we this is mm-hmm. kind of off topic a little bit, but if you put all the humans together in one place, we only take up five percent of the land, right, in the world, in the world. So, and if you've ever flown over the country, there's. There's a yeah, lot of yeah. open land, and I don't I mean, think we're going to run out of space anytime soon. It just it's, when you see it, it's, it's just shocking. A, it's shocking it's because it's huge because you didn't used to see those. Yeah, and maybe I don't know where was the trash going before they were just burning it. Or right. in the local. Well, some of it's incinerated, but um, you know, and they don't want to haul it so far that it costs them money. So, right. So now that's why you're seeing them. But but there's there's plenty of land. Yeah. Well, good, and plenty of other things too. So <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we were talking. I was talking the other day talking about the Porsches, and we we're talking about. Uh-huh. The, the premium that people pay for a stick versus a manual, I mean, <laughs> versus an automatic, and and it's funny. I mean, it can be a significant difference. Really, uh, the manual bringing more money, more. Than, yeah, because it's more enthusiast oriented. Is that with Porsches? Rather, with Porsches, I if you go to a Mazda and a stick that probably sit on the, their lot for well, probably so, or a minivan with a stick, I would imagine <laughs> would be tough to sell, or a, even a pickup truck to these days. Right. Well, all pickup trucks used to be a stick, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an automatic. Was uh, I think it was an add-on. It was like a, a an upgrade instead mm-hmm. of you know instead of just right. uh, uh, the regular uh, option. So uh, it's funny that that the premium can be twenty or thirty percent with it, and same with the Ferrari, uh, the gated manual versus the the paddle shifter right. on the on the wheels mm-hmm. and uh, on the steering wheel, I should say, and uh, and they bring a premium. I mean, a significant premium. Maybe one car, maybe a five seven five Maranello from two thousand two with an automatic is one hundred and fifty thousand, and the one with the six speed is two hundred and fifty thousand. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be a really big big difference. And the other side of the coin is is that a not a lot of people know how to drive a manual transmission even older guys who can afford a ferrari uh don't know how to drive a manual transmission and it's kind of a pain in the rear sometimes right. i mean if you get caught in traffic and you got a heavy clutch oh yep, man yep. you know your left leg starts going to sleep and your foot's going to sleep and it's get that tingling feeling and you're like hmm I, uh, automatic sure would be nice about now yep but I, I enjoy the shifting. Uh, I do car. too. I really do. I had a Volkswagen Fox in Los Angeles, which was like the <laughs> low end. Fox. I think they were all manuals. I think was, they were. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I, I, I was in traffic. Yeah, quite a bit. A lot. A lot <laughs> in Los Angeles. You know, yeah, but it was fine. I was going to talk about. I, I'm not going to this week, but I'll, <laughs> I'll precursor you for next week. All right. The Volkswagen Scirocco. Oh, Scirocco. And most of those were manual. I, would there have even been an automatic transmission in one of them? Oh, I don't know. I can look around. Yeah, look around. Find out that answer for next week's show. Maybe Tune not. in next week for the, the continuing saga of the yeah. manual versus automatic transmission in the Volkswagen Scirocco. And current Volkswagens, I think <laughs> you, you really have to look for one. Uh, yeah, I think most cars nowadays you, you really have mm-hmm. to probably look. I don't think there's many manual transmissions right. left out on the market, which is kind of a shame. I mean – 
you know, there's there's a lot to be said for manual transmission, but I can tell you too that there's a lot to be said for an automatic or a five speed versus a four speed manual. Mm-hmm. As we talked about last week, um, you know, a sixty nine Z twenty eight with a four speed really needs another gear, mm-hmm. uh, or a, any kind of Hemi product really needs a fifth, you know, right. or an overdrive if for you sure. will, because it it just the gearing just was not set up for cruising at seventy miles an hour down the highway. It was mm-hmm. set up to go from zero to a quarter mile and uh and then you let off but if you try to run one of those at a constant 60 or 70 miles an hour it sounds like the thing's going to blow up yeah it does, <laughs> does. it's like at its limit yeah i'm always soft searching for a sports car because i'm in a sports car club and i'm the only guy who doesn't have a sports car you know whether it's a late model vet or or whatever and i, I will not buy it if it's automatic i'm definitely looking for a true stick because if you're buying something as a hobby as a toy mm-hmm. as a as a fun car then the stick certainly adds a fun factor that you know first of all it it's good to be good. It's fun to be good at it. Mm-hmm. It's fun to be able to know that point where the clutch engages. Right. It's fun to be able to know what gear to be in. It's fun to be able to choose what gear you want in. And and one of the things that I found with paddle shifters, which is really interesting, is that I get confused on which is up and down sometimes. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally left, right, yeah. Or <clears throat> is that the stereo control? Yep. It's like our Jeep that we just got rid mm-hmm. of had a had a wheel in the center of the console that was the 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 gear selector. And when you've got a when you've got a, a shifter on the floor that's an automatic, you know where park is, you know mm-hmm. where reverse is, you know where neutral, you know where every gear is by feel. When you get with a with a knob, you mm-hmm. don't know where you're at. That's weird. And you can't grab it and make a you know, if you need to all of a sudden you're backing up into traffic mm-hmm. and you realize, oh my God, I pulled out Grabbing in front of somebody, what are you grabbing? You're trying to grab the knob, you're trying to <laughs> and and same with a column shift, uh automatic or a, a manual column shift. And, and you know where you are just by feel. You could be blind and hopefully you wouldn't be driving, but you could be blind and and know exactly where that what gear you were in. Yeah, it's a completely to. different driving experience and uh everything's electronic now so yeah. You hit buttons or you turn knobs. And yeah, I, I turned. Weird. The, I was going to turn the stereo up the other day, and I was going down the turnpike at eighty miles an hour and put it in second gear. <laughs> I didn't really, but but I could have. Could have, yeah. Of course, I did put my dad's Lincoln Continental into reverse, <laughs> oh, forty miles an hour. And, yeah, and the transmission fell out, and he switched to Cadillacs. And oh. I told him later. You know, oh god, it's not a pleasant story. So, no. do you see uh, Michael Schumacher's two thousand three Ferrari F two zero zero three? Just sold at auction for almost fifteen wow, million dollars. You know, race cars used to be tough to sell not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And here is a Formula One car, which is about as impractical a vehicle to own as uh, maybe a monster truck might be more impractical, right. or the AM General Hummer in some respects. Yeah, uh, if, depending on what you're looking for, but. This thing requires so much, you know, to start it is not, you just don't turn a key. Right, right, right. And, but this thing had the three, $15 million it brought at auction in Switzerland. It was the highest price modern Formula One car, modern race car, I would guess you'd say, that's ever been sold. There's been some 50s stuff that's brought mm-hmm. more money, but uh, it's got a three liter V-twin, 930 <laughs> horsepower, 19,000 RPM. Oh How is that even possible? That's why they scream. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. How is that possible that – so that means that piston is going up mm. and down, mm. 19,000 – no, would it be – The cam is going – Yeah. How fast is it going? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. 19,000 revolutions per minute. Divided by 10. So that yeah. each piston goes, yeah, one-tenth of – Yeah. 1,900 wow. times a minute. That's incredible. I mean, I can't even – Say, count to 1900 in a minute, right? <laughs> He's going to 1900. Yeah, what do you, what do you do with that? You, you know, 
start it up every once in a while to keep it keep the oil <laughs> yeah, circulated? Or? I would think so. But I mean, I met and this car. I mean, it had provenance. It had won five yeah. Grand Prix in two thousand three. It was uh, he was the world champion in two thousand three. So it wasn't like a, some of these cars that you see that are out there for sale are you know a backup of a backup or they yeah. were they were never you know race mm-hmm. driven. They were just utilized as a you know, backup car and they never got used or they never won a race if they did get used or they crashed it out and completely yep. rebuilt it so there's a lot of that this thing documented provenance and the interesting thing about these high-end auction houses is their level of documentation on some of these cars is i mean i don't know how they do it i mean i don't know how they know what they know it's like a concord de elegance judge and we've talked with tim mcnair who's mm-hmm. on the show and and some other uh, of our friends uh, mike tilson who are concord well-respected concord judges and it's like how do you know that that's the right mirror for that car or the right wheels or the right you know whatever i mean mm-hmm. there's just so many variables and there's uh, to know something is not a is a reproduction or it's not a reproduction or to know something is done correctly or to know that that's the correct paint color or blah 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 mm-hmm. i mean that's a lot to know and same with these cars i mean you don't want to sell michael schumacher's v10 ferrari and find out that it was never raced <laughs> at all right. michael never even had heard of it it Oops. was you know you don't want to step on your toes quite that that Publicly. It's a recreation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We the guy made it in his. It's made of Lego. <laughs> guy made it in his basement. Fifteen million is a lot. Of, a lot of money. That's right. But that'll be a museum piece. I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, or 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 a guy will vintage race it. So uh, he'll take wow. it to places like Goodwood and and uh, Laguna Seca uh, out there where they do the historic races, mm-hmm. and he'll get in and drive it around and probably be way more power than he's used to. <laughs> I mean, these things are uh, – you talk about something that everybody thinks that they could drive any car. Yeah. You know, I think there's not a car I could get in or a vehicle mm-hmm. that I couldn't get in that I couldn't drive. 747, I could figure it out. No, you can't. You cannot figure it out. My lightning cut loose in the rain <laughs> yesterday. I was like, oh, whoops. Oh. Did you say whoopsie-daisy? Yeah, I was like, Whoop, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> Easy on the gas. Easy, Easy on, on the, the gas. gas there, Sparky. <laughs> I mean, you think you could get in a Formula careful. One car and drive it. First of all, you probably have, you probably couldn't even launch it. You probably couldn't even, A, figure it out. Right. You stall it. Stall it <laughs> every time. And, and remember, if you used to watch back in the 70s and 80s, those guys, those cars would stall really easily. I don't think they stall like they used to. Right. Uh, but back in the day, they really would stall. You really had to know what you were doing to get, to get one going. So, but, you know, how cool it would be to say that, you know, I've got my Michael Schumacher's F1 winning car. That would be cool. And how cool to be able to drive it. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know what the rules are for historic racing is, but it'd be interesting to know, you know, I I can't imagine that you can just bring any car, no matter, you know, what provenance it has and just get in and drive it around a track with a bunch of other gazillion dollar cars. (laughs) I would think that there would be some sort of testing or something that you would have to do or some some uh that you would have to have gone through or or some progressed training. from yeah, training you know maybe you started out in something on f2000 lights yeah or something one of those uh other cars but maybe not maybe it's just you know well you, with the video games now you know, people come out they're ready to go and there are some drivers that actually learn, learn that way. i know then they race that way remember oh, right. they were racing that way during covid yeah, we're gonna right. buy one for our basement so we're gonna get yeah. one that's uh f1 uh those are realistic uh, simulator it's very it's supposed to be very very realistic so we'll see uh but anyway when we return uh we'll talk a little more about uh classic cars talk to you soon if you want the truth about politics medicine weapons classic cars and more you'll want to tune in to america's web radio 
You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back to the Classic Automobile Podcast from the Classic Automobile Studios. We've got a busy day today. This is Saturday, November the 12th. Thanksgiving a couple of weeks away. Christmas six weeks away. I guess we're going to go to Missouri and Colorado. So, oh, nice. Yeah, really, if you, say, if you say so. No, it's just a lot of traveling. We were going to drive to Missouri until we figured out that it's 18 hours. And even if you drive two 10-hour days, mm-hmm. it's still hardly you're there, you know. So it's a long I like road tripping. I like driving because I like I can be on my phone. Mm-hmm. I can do business. I can stop when I want. I can eat what I want. I You know, I can do whatever I want, by God. Right. <laughs> but – not very practical, and certainly to drive to Denver would would be even less practical. Our kids are now in uh, Colorado Springs, so mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a haul. So I think we will get on the Big Bird and go to Missouri, come home for a couple of days, and go back to for New Year's to Colorado, and then hopefully we'll be done traveling and we'll hibernate for the January February. Yeah, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Scottsdale in January. Yeah. I haven't really planned on it. It's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, it really yeah, is, and the, and usually the weather is really nice out there that time of year you know wake up and it's 50 in the morning Mm -hmm. and 75 during the Mm -hmm. day and no humidity yeah we'll see we go in the summertime (laughs) you could fry an egg on the street or so they say i know it so but uh, if you get a chance go uh go to go to monterey as well too and, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy and it's expensive and it's packed and you probably won't even get a seat in a restaurant but yep there is car nirvana it's bucket list it's sure. bucket list you're certainly. a car guy oh it's and goodwood in england that's mm-hmm. another one that's a uh, bucket list as well too and uh, so you know it's and one, spring swap meet at carlisle yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> a bucket, bucket list uh woodward dream cruise that's mm-hmm. another bucket list one that we've talked about going to and of course the riddler um the detroit autorama and then the uh one out in pomona for the Whatever that one is. And uh, it's just like there's so many. So many big events. So many Amelia big still events. on Amelia. my list. Oh, yeah. Amelia's great. Yeah, too. I, I mean, it is uh, – Greenwich is great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Amelia's just got a different feel to it. Yep. It's just one of those ones that feels different. So um, if you get a chance, definitely go to Amelia. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is so funny. But the other day I'm goofing around on Google looking at something. And mm-hmm. I come across J.C. Whitney Catalog. Do you remember the J.C. Whitney catalog? Vaguely. The parts catalog. You, come on. You don't. Was it parts? It was parts. It was all, well, it was parts, but then it was also crazy goofy stuff. But okay. it was, it was way before its time with regards to 
automotive accessories, goofy, crazy stuff you don't need. Um, but they started out in uh, uh, probably like 1915, uh, and I think their first catalog was 1933, and it was mostly car parts. And I mean, you know, a catalog, mail order car parts, but mail order was pretty big. I mean, it, we always jokingly say about Sears, which was a huge mail order company uh, that shipped you everything directly. Uh, Sears got put out of business by Amazon, a huge mail hmm. order company that ships you everything directly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could get houses. You could you, order a house from Sears. You could order a car. We have a Sears. We have a 1911 right? Sears here. Yeah, oh, interesting. That's, that's, uh, I did not you could know. get houses. You get shotguns. You could get wow. buckets. You could get, <laughs> by God, you get. It's the Amazon of the day. The Amazon of the day. But you put a, put a check in an envelope or, yeah, and yeah. you mailed it and you and, waited. And you cut out the little thing in right. the magazine to write your name in of yep, what you yep. wanted and checked off what you ordered. And, um, yeah, Sears was huge in the catalog business, especially for rural people. A lot of people that lived in cities, uh, you know, there weren't there weren't, there wasn't a store on every corner mm-hmm. like we have. There wasn't a Walmart every time you blink. Mm-hmm. I mean, or a, were, or a Target. I mean, there was nothing. There mm-hmm. was, you, if you wanted to go shopping and you lived in, you know, the middle of Kansas, well, you were just tough luck. Sorry. There's That's nowhere right. to go. That's right. And, uh, and now, of course, you know, but, but back then the JC Whitney catalog, I mean, they had everything from aftermarket stereos to engine blocks to, uh, it really started in the forties. They put an ad in the, in popular mechanics and said mm. uh, uh, and it cost them $60 for the ad in popular mechanics for a one time ad for you I wish we were back to those days yeah. um, urging readers to mail in a quarter for a giant auto parts catalog wow. and it just boomed from there huh. and they changed the name from Warshawski to JC Whitney and sometime in the 40s good move and just right after the war yeah <laughs> and they were you know they wanted to have JC they copied after JC Penny and Whitney I think was the nickname of the founder Is that so right? yeah so they, uh, post World War II, they finally, like 1946 or 47, they were over a hundred pages on this catalog. Hmm. I mean, that's, that was pretty interesting that, you know, and they were believed to be the first company that had 24 hour telephone ordering system where you could call in at any time and get somebody and it wasn't automated like it is today, mm-hmm. which I love so much. If you can tell oh, the yeah, tone of my good, voice, good fun. Yeah. Nothing like getting in uh caller purgatory automated <laughs> dial world, yeah, yeah. you know? So anyway, um, uh, they had, I mean, <laughs> they, after 1985, when they added the third brake light on cars, mm-hmm. People would buy them for pre-1985 cars from J.C. Whitney. It was a status symbol. Do you remember that? Yeah, I it remember was. buying them and installing them. Yeah, yeah sure it was did. a status symbol, yep. though. It was like, oh, you must have a new car right, because right. it's got one of those fancy new that brake lights. That and the pigtail uh, cell phone. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, you, oh, could, you could buy fake ones, which I had on my Trans Am. The pigtail <laughs> Cell phone, yeah. And pretend like you have a cell yeah, phone. Like you were cool. Yeah. I've never – my first cell phone, my first bill I got, it was like $900, <laughs> some $700 or something. Unreal. Like 19 – God, what? year was that 1998 mm-hmm. 95 7 96 90, uh, somewhere uh-huh. no 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 85 or 86 it the was. big cell phones came out in the uh in 80s late 80s yeah, yeah. well I, I remember i was in florida in 85 and we had the big motorola gray cell phones the big old bricks yeah yeah uh, and prior to that you would have had one that was either installed in your car yeah. or you would have had one of those bag phones the case, the case. <laughs> But yeah. the ones that were installed with your car were great because they had three watts uh-huh. of power. And nowadays, I imagine the new phones have point oh five or something. Not not very much. Right. And that's why back in the day you could get just as good a cell service or better than you can get today because <laughs> they had such powerful. I mean, you think about it. The police radios back in the day. I mean, yeah. They had to broadcast over 
you know, hundreds of miles sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but the funny thing about the JC Whitney catalog, I mean, they had, like I said, the brake light, you could buy a continental kit. You could buy a kit to turn your black wall tires into white walls. And it wasn't just paint. It was some kind of process that you really put on. Did I tell you? Because that was a status symbol too, right? I guess so, yeah. And the Continental kit was, you know, so you could put your spare tire on the exterior of your car right. instead of wasting trunk space. Um, did we talk about the cleaning white walls last week? I don't remember if we did. No. My friend Kim from Michelin said uh, like a 800-grit sandpaper is the best way to clean white walls. Really? Because the white wall cleaner they hate if they're a tire manufacturer because right. it destroys the tire. Okay. And it doesn't always get it as clean, but 800 grit sandpaper, like wet sand, yeah, it'll yeah. bring white walls right back. My dad so. used to use the SOS pad. Yeah, so I think I we can, did talk yeah. about this maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't remember that. You can edit it out if we did. Because I, I don't remember talking about SOS pad, but that's what we used to use. When you said that, it's Buick, a, the yeah. thin uh-huh. white line yeah. on the Buicks. So, uh, or if you needed Winky the Cat in the back shelf of your car, J.C. Whitney had that as well, too. And its eyes, uh-huh. if the blinker was left, its left eye would blink, and yeah. if the blinker was right, its right eye would blink. Yeah. And then if both eyes were lit up... Yeah. That was the stoplight. Oh, the brake light? That was the brake light. That oh, that's was weird. Uh, that was a brake light. And then, if you really needed it, the ocean liner blast horn. <laughs> so Everybody needs that. That's exactly what you need is an ocean liner blast horn. They have those now. There's yeah. a lot of videos on YouTube of people driving by with one of those air horns and oh scaring people. Oh, my God. People. Scare the heck out of you yeah. driving down the road. And, you know, I mean, listen, you want to warn people with a horn, <laughs> but you don't, don't want to startle them. them into ramming into the side no. of you. So. So, yeah, you can get one of those. Uh, car didn't come with opera lights? No problem. You can get those little, wow. uh, uh, curlied S opera lights on the wow. uh, side of your uh, fake vinyl roof. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it had a lot. Need a bus body? Why, they had those as well. Just a whole big bus body. A hand starter for a 49 through 73 Volkswagen? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like in a, like, you know, uh, an outboard motor starter where you've got the string and the handle. Yeah, yeah. You can literally wrap it around the flywheel on the Volkswagens and yank, and yank it and start it. No kidding. So you didn't need a battery. Now, did you see this actual catalog or you saw it, no, you saw no, it online? No, I, I used to get, I used used to get, to get it. Yeah, we used to mark pages and dog ear them and wow. you know, go through all the stuff we wanted because who didn't need a barefoot accelerator pedal? <laughs> and not only if you had the barefoot accelerator pedal, you needed the barefoot dimmer switch. Okay, that's right. <laughs> it was a little smaller. We get those occasionally yeah, on the cars we that we, come in we here. We do. So it's a little smaller. I miss the dimmer switch on the floor. I do too. I think that was a cool feature. You knew it's where a- it was off and on. Now I don't even know if I'm turning my lights on. They're on automatic. I don't know. Right, right. Pulling out at night. Maybe my lights are working. Maybe they're not. I don't know. There's no s- people. That's a good trivia thing. Like, what is that for for kids or millennials? <laughs> what that- like, what is that? What's that piece of metal on the, the round piece of metal on the left of the floor there? Well, and the other thing that they had was the Rolls Royce grill and the rear kit for a Volkswagen Beetle as well. I've so seen, so you can look those? like a Rolls Royce. Oh, you remember those conversions? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were all over the place. Yeah. I, I think, totally remember yeah, that. Yeah, I think we had one. So, uh, That's neat. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that I saw today, Roger Penske just turned 85. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, happy Rob. birthday, Mr. Rob. Penske. Mr. Penske, the captain, they call yep. him. Uh, first team owner in history to have the NASCAR championship and the IndyCar championship in the same year, which is pretty amazing. He's got 130 U.S. dealerships, 30 different brands uh, that uh, are – Scattered all over the country. I mean, and he is apparently on top of them. Like really? he can tell you, like what each store, the Audi store in Scottsdale was up twenty-two units this month, or it was this, this, or this, or whatever. He owns the, uh, or they used to own the Car Sense. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he still owns that or not. I don't think he does. Now it's car shop yeah. in this area. Well, and he's from this area. He's from yeah, Reading. Yeah, he and, and a lot of his racing history is in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure uh, he's uh, he bought the Indianapolis Motor Speedway about five or six years That's ago right. for uh, somewhere reportedly like $250, $300 million. Yeah. And he immediately went in and Penske'd it <laughs> and spent $30 million on cleaning it up. And if you've ever seen a picture of his race car shops, yeah. you would eat off the floor. You can eat off the floor. I mean, and I know that that is a cliche, it but it's not. It's true. His are just absolutely amazing. And they say he has a high-powered golf cart that he rides around the Indian. Indy 500 race course and uh-huh. infield. And he's like every detail guy. You know, he's like, he's, he's in, he's finger on the pulse of everything. He's a yeah. sharp guy. I, yeah. I, I told you I met him at Simeon a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, 85 years old and rocking and rolling. Amazing out there. brain. Yeah. And, and what he's d- done, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. So, you know, what we didn't get to was our movie. We were going to talk about a movie every, every, every week. We're going to talk about a movie. That's an, I, I <laughs> usurped that segment with my cool cars on the turnpike. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, well, I, who's, but what car? You want to, we have time. We have about two minutes. I don't. That's not enough time. I need to talk about all the things that I need to talk about. You know, I can't do anything I in know. two minutes. So, but uh, we will talk about our movie. Other thing that we're going to talk about too uh, is our marketing teams, and we're we're really actively pursuing uh, looking for people that are in different markets within 150 miles and beyond mm-hmm. of Classic Auto Mall who would like to make money to go to car shows. Yeah. So it's really a great process. We have a whole packet of stuff that we send you. Uh, all you have to do is go and talk to people about what we do and, and get them to consign their car with us here, and, and we'll handle all the paperwork and everything else, and, and you can get paid to go to car shows. Now, think about it. It's fun. Yeah, you're going to car shows anyway. How'd you like to get a paycheck? That's I right. think your wife would certainly approve of that. If, <laughs> and I, when I look at you and say that, I don't mean you your particularly. Wife. I just mean she does. you in general. <laughs> she does. I'm going to car shows anyway. So, <laughs> so she would really like it if you came home with a paycheck. That's right. But, of course, it's like having your wife work at a dress shop. She'll never come home with a paycheck. You'll never come home with it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, honey, look at these new rims that I just bought for the yeah. Scirocco. Right. <laughs> but the, you meet great people, and uh, if they're even slightly interested in maybe – Thinning their herd or whatever, sure. you, you follow up with them and uh, and create a rapport with them. Absolutely, and really get to know them, and then maybe see them at other car shows. Well, say, hey, remember I yeah. talked to you about Classic Auto Mall. Well, and here's the thing: it's like anything that one on one is the best way to Absolutely. connect with 100%. people. You know, yes, we can do all the advertising in the world and send out all this stuff and blah blah blah, but yeah. at the end of the day talking one-on-one, and that's why we do all the shows that we do with our truck and trailer and our dog and pony, and we go yeah. to the auto show and everything, because it's the best way to communicate well, with I, people. I've tabled I've, at smaller shows in the Philly area, and that's fine. Tabling is great. Sure. But walking around the show and talking to the owners about their cars sure. is even better. It's well, like, because if you know, when you're at these shows, if you look at the people, they're all sitting in folding chairs yeah. waiting for the next question. 100%. They're, like, they're waiting Come to on. talk about my car. <laughs> Let me talk about my El Camino That's or right. whatever it is. Whatever so, it is. Whatever it is and whatever, you know, your pride and joy is our pride. Sometimes they don't leave that spot to come to my table, so I got to go <laughs> you there. You got to go to them. And you got to go to the people. They appreciate it, though. Yeah. That's, that's, you got to go to the people. That's the way to get uh, consigned. Listen, you just go up and you start talking to somebody and say, hey, look, I've got a great solution. If you're ever looking to sell your car or a collection of cars or whatever, mm-hmm. you've got a buddy or you got a friend who's, who's looking to thin the herd, and here's a great option for you. It's, it's low pressure. Yep. It's easy. You don't have to jump through all the hoops. It's not, as we said earlier in the show, it's not easy selling your own car. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Believe me. Me. I know this from experience. 100%. <laughs> so 110%. So anyway, next week I promise we'll have a guest so it won't be just Steve and I jibber-jabbering about jibber-jabber. Right. So when we return, 
That will be a week from now, which will be October or November, <laughs> November 19th. 19th. Yep. So we'll see you then. Classic Auto Mall podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, classicautomall.com. See you. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.